They want money to travel to surf. Yeah, and they don't want to have jobs. And like there's sort of Which this... Which I get. I totally get. And it's interesting how, you know, in 2022 with the everyone freaking out about like quiet quitting and all that. Quiet quitting, the great resignation. The great resignation. Great. Was the grink there? <laughs> was the grink there? Hello, Mission Recall listeners. I'm Oriana Schwint. I'm Steve Parkhurst. And today we're taking the ultimate ride, bruh. AKA, we're talking about the progenitor to the Fast and the Furious. Jesus, I'd never really put that together. Oh, yeah. It totally is. Oh, yeah. AKA, Catherine Bigelow's 1991 Surf's Up classic, Point Break. Break. And like, what a ride this is. It's so fun. It's just a good fun time. And you kind of forget that like the first 40 minutes of this movie is kind of just a hangout movie. It really is. And like a f- pretty fun hangout movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they really nail the surfer aesthetic. Everyone's just like, ah, oh, it's just vibes, bro. We're just chilling, having parties on the beach, playing football, like surfing. It's it's vaguely homoerotic as well. Like not not in a top gun way. Yeah, not it's in an not aggressive overt. way. Yeah. Like that. But but there I feel like there is some some of that energy. Well, the Bodie uh Johnny Utah relationship is sort of an early example of like they love each other, but it, but you know, it's no the, homo. It's kind of the, I, is it the original bromance almost? I'm sure it's not the original. I'm sure there are some before then, but it's definitely a strong bromance. Yeah. You know, and they throw in like, oh, and there's a lady here too. Oh, also he, no, but really he's fucking he's, a lady. He likes, he likes girls. He likes girls with really short haircuts who mm-hmm. are one of the guys. Named, She's the only female presence. Her name is Tyler. Her name is Tyler. Right, was Tyler originally like did they just stuff an Anne in in mm-hmm. in there as like the middle name and change it to like a female character after someone like It's like there's you gotta have a chick in here. You gotta like you can't you just can't, have you it. You can't all, just have all, all dudes. Dudes. And like actually, yes, fair. Sure. Um although I guess that's kind of why they they made Arwen's character a bit bigger of a presence in the Fellowship of the Ring. But that's also a like sea of dudes. <laughs> sure, it is. Uh, but also, and not to do uh, some toxic masculinity here, but guys being guys dudes. Guys being dudes. What's better than that? It is fun to watch. I like watching <laughs> guys being dudes sometimes. You know, I also love Pride and Prejudice, but sometimes. Sometimes. You just want, you want to throw the pigskin around with the boys on the beach on the beach while some like weirdo like pours an entire thing of lighter fluid onto the bonfire that's that's cool yeah this is i actually i had never seen point break this was my first time seeing it which is crazy because like this is very fun this should have been like i don't know just i i don't recall this playing on cable a whole lot I also weirdly only saw it for the first time a few years ago. Oh, really? Uh, what was the context? I think it was just on and I had nothing to do. Oh. It, or not it, not just on like it was on cable, but it was on some streaming channel. It might have yeah. been Netflix at the yeah. time. And I was like, well, I've always meant to see this, just never gotten around to it. So yeah, kind of same boat. Like I never came across it as a kid. I think it came out a little early. 
Yeah, you uh, were a little young. I was a little young, and I guess my parents just didn't like it or never saw it, and so it just never made the rotation on, you know, VHS rentals. I mean, there was this, like, big anti-Keanu bias where everyone was just like, ugh, he's so wooden and blah, blah, blah. And, like, yes, his his performance in this is, like, the the actual performance is maybe a bit lacking a bit but he's got you can clearly see the charisma and charm he's very charming in this movie i think really he understood but didn't fully internalize that he needed to just kind of be a blank slate it's something he figured out by the time the matrix rolled around yeah all now the john wick movies where he is just sort of you know a guy and like a little enigmatic Mm -hmm. uh but before then you know he i think he was still trying to act rather than to just be keanu yeah uh and like that is not a ding against him is saying that he learned to be keanu a lot of big movie stars just are themselves robert downey jr jack nicholson Mm -hmm. uh like it is not a bad way not everyone is daniel day lewis and that's fine that's fine i don't want everyone to be daniel day lewis sometimes i just want a guy to ham it up and you know, and then so then you have Gary Busey to do oh, that man. in this Busey's movie. He is so good in this movie. He's like genuinely delightful in everything that he does. Charming, funny, kind of chewing the scenery, but in totally. a believable way. Yeah, like you, he seems like the. I don't know if any of our listeners watched the McDonald's Monopoly scam documentary uh, yeah. that was on HBO. It wasn't amazing but like the story is great and they interviewed one of the fbi guys from the jacksonville office yeah and he came like shades of gary Busey. yeah i don't know if that guy watched point break and has modeled himself off of that which is if you're an actual real fbi agent Please don't do that. No, 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 Like, no. Busey's actually, like, his character in this movie is kind of bad at his job. And that's actually one of the really wonderful things about this movie is the FBI is really bad at this. Yeah, they can't figure this shit out. Like, a bunch of stoner surfers are robbing banks and have been for years, and the FBI's like, we don't fucking Ooh, know. Yeah. How could we possibly figure this out? We got it's nothing like, on these guys. They're wearing masks. What could we what do? What could we do? No one has any any clue. Like, the best they can do is laugh off Gary Busey's hypothesis that they're surfers. Yeah, like, you idiot. It's like, I don't know, man. You guys got nothing else. You're Why in not? Southern California. Why not, Why like, not just kind try of- it? Try that out and see where it gets you. And sure enough, Gary Busey is correct that but they it's are the surfers. the only thing he's right about. <laughs> then they immediately, you know, follow a red herring. They get, they find some kind of neo-Nazis who are just kind of idiot crooks. Which is interesting because, like, at least two of these ostensible neo-Nazis are... Uh, not like, white. Not white. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of weird, but also just like, it's funny that uh, I think also Keanu's character, uh, Johnny. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah is also not a good FBI agent. He's terrible. Because as they're following these guys, he's like, this fits their profile perfectly. Yeah. This is the ex-presidents. That's the name of the gang that's robbing the banks. And it's like, it doesn't fit their profile. You've just talked about how coordinated and cool and, yeah. and like how they all just know what they're doing and they keep it really tight and they don't, there's no violence. Yeah. 
Um, Whereas these guys have attacked you like for the crime of surfing in their territory. In their territory. They attacked you. They're also swerving all over the road. Like, yeah, they're real show off. Other cars like they're just doing drugs. In They've their got house. like, you know, long rap sheets. Yeah. It's like that doesn't actually fill uh, the fit the MO fit the MO at all. Johnny. Johnny. Did you get too many concussions? It is like football? it is his first case, it is. which is like it does actually make sense. Like this is not a ding against the movie no. at all. It's great. Yeah. Like it fits perfectly that it is like as you know, wonderful John C. McGinley is is in this as the head of the that bank, ro- bank robbery, robbery department, division. I guess. Yeah. And he like sticks these two knuckleheads together because. They're they're fuck ups like basically and like you had a good point of like at first it seems like it's going to be the you know pencil pushing rule follow yeah you know the new rookie rookie. who's real focused on following the rules Uh, and then you've you know you're pairing him up with a like renegade real loose cannon like gives out of fucks to give kind of older he doesn't play by the rules but damn it he gets results. And uh, it, it, it isn't no. that. They're both loose cannons. They're both loose cannons. They're both fuck-ups. And they kind of don't get results. At all. Like, like they fuck sheer up Sheer accident. Time. Yeah. So, like, all right. First of all, they botch, you know, following the wrong gang. Kill half of them. Uh, and then... Yeah, they... one of the FBI guys stabbed by a naked lady. <laughs> Which, great role. It is. Because <laughs> that naked lady think... also, like, beats the shit out of Keanu, yeah. then stabs the FBI agent and in the back, the which whole is, time. like, pretty crazy. I will say, like, this movie, not to get us too far off track, but, like, this movie is directed by Catherine Bigelow, which feels, we- like, it's gr- it's very well directed. Looks, Don't get me yeah, wrong. It looks, it looks great. great. You know, Keanu is kind of not reaching his full potential but everyone else is great yeah uh so well directed and like you can tell in a lot of places like oh this is a female gaze like lots of beautiful male bodies etc like like lot very straight female gaze yeah. i i should say but everyone's but then you have like naked ladies stabbing people which is just fun that also maybe feels like a studio thing like all right Catherine, maybe we do still need some tits because it's the early 90s and this is an r-rated movie we need some fake boobs we need some very fake boobs boobs. lots of them and if they're involved in stabbing an fbi agent all the better that's cool uh yeah that is you're right like Catherine bigelow really knocked it out of the park with this one and this was also uh, executive produced by her husband at the time, James Cameron. Yep, <laughs> I feel like I think I feel like the marriage dissolved not too long after this. Yeah, and I don't think that has anything to do with the movie. I think being married to James Cameron is probably goddamn exhausting. Yep, I mean he's been through several, several, several wives, yeah. and you know, props to them for sticking it out as long as they did. Again, James Cameron, amazing director. Uh, probably try, you know, kind of a trial to, oh, I think to I, deal with. He's a director I genuinely love who I don't ever have any desire to meet. I'm good. No, I'm good. Or actually, I, I could be, I think if you met him at a party or something, it would be fine. You could have just a conversation and it would be uh, sure. okay. I don't want to have like lunch with But I don't want to like have, have a close personal relationship with sure. the guy. No, uh, I am going on record as I mentioned before, I think. But like, 
I'm getting a little excited to see Avatar 2. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm sorry. I look, it'll be we'll have we'll have some fun. We'll take some edibles. It'll be <laughs> we'll, great. We'll... It'll be a really good time. See it see it in IMAX or something. I bet it'll be um, you know, interesting. It'll look great. It'll look amazing. It'll look great. The story will be derivative and the visuals will be incredible. Fine. It is interesting, you know, this story is not super like you know it's just kind of classic but it is funny to me that like this is there i don't think you have the fast and the furious without this movie yeah that's such an interesting point i mean i think you're totally right uh i'd never really put that together but this is kind of fast and the furious or at least early fast and the furious yeah uh of just like cop infiltrates Southern California group of yeah, ne'er like do wells. Sub, Southern California subculture. subculture. Like in Fast and Furious, it's cars, uh, mm-hmm. which is like I think we're finally seeing some really nice scrutiny on that as a quote unquote subculture, where people are kind of fed up with like the danger that that involves. At least the surfers are mostly not harming other people except in this movie they they do do. but it's not while they're surfing that's kind of the difference is like in fast and furious they use the cars to do their crimes yeah whereas they don't (laughs) use the surfing at all no they don't it's just like the crimes are means to an end they just want to surf they want money to travel to surf yeah and they don't want to have jobs and like there's sort of which i get i totally get and it's interesting how you know in 2022 with the Everyone freaking out about like quiet quitting and all that. Quiet quitting, the great resignation. The great resignation. Great. Was the grink there? (laughs) Was the grink there? The great resignation. Uh, Yeah, all that kind of like hand wringing. It's kind of come back around to be fashionable again, but it also, you know, uh, Bodie, Patrick Swayze, just at peak Patrick Swayze. Oh my God, he is fucking amazing in this good in this like this is around the same time as dirty dancing like a couple years later uh he really was like he was the guy i mean seeing him roadhouse fucking great stuff the control the man had over his body is fucking incredible like this you know there's not just surfing in this movie but there's also jumping out of planes and he does that and it's him. him yeah it's not and a he's stunt doing this incredible like aerial ballet shit yeah. and it looks amazing yeah. and to to have that control over your body is like truly incredible yeah i think a lot i'm sure there were stunt doubles for for him oh yeah frequently uh you can see you know his face in some of the surfing scenes mm-hmm. and in the skydiving skydiving scene, scene in there's even a shot where he like jumps into a plane as it like kind of starts yeah. to taxi and like he's really doing a lot of that shit and it's very impressive it is and like this is not to say that every actor needs to be able to do that like jesus i don't want people putting themselves in harm's way no. that like can't handle it but seems clearly, like he could handle clearly it. he could handle that and yeah. that is like like you said really fucking impressive yeah and i think that's one of the reasons this movie still looks as good as it does oh my god is because a lot of it was almost all of it was done for real like the skydiving scene i'm sure some of their a lot of their close-ups were shot like in a backyard or you know, yeah on, you're on doing you're doing some some illusion right. stuff but like, then there's a lot of stuff that is 100 percent for real there's no yeah you anything. see them in a circle and like i, I 
I, I don't know if it was literally every actor, but like a lot of them, it looks like the actual actors yeah. are there. I don't know if James Legro like actually was doing that stuff, but it, it looks like he was. Yeah. And that's amazing. It's very impressive. Uh, yeah, like the ability to kind of comp people into shots wasn't really up to snuff yet. You could do it, yeah. but for something where like clothes are flapping around, hair is flapping around. Oh my around, God. If too, they had tried, mm-mm. it would have looked awful. So like it's all real and like that's going to look good a hundred years from now. Oh yeah. Just really credit to everyone involved. Everyone involved, including Catherine. Yeah. No, it's, it's genuinely very cool and very fun to watch. Kind of interesting going back to what you were saying about sort of like, uh, who doesn't, who wants a job now? Who wants to have a fucking (laughs) job, which like part of this movie definitely feels like a kind of a hangover from the 70s yeah. almost in that like it, it it kind of feels like this last gasp of the fuck the system the counterculture counterculture yeah. thing where it's like yeah why do we have job what is a job right. what are you talking about and like it's kind of the last gasp in that the guys saying that here are the bad guys who end up like killing people and their message ends up ringing kind of hollow even though Keanu does follow it at the end of the movie. Oh, that's true. He does. He throws away his badge. He's, He's like, done. fuck this. Fuck the system. Which is good because you should quit jobs that you're bad at. <laughs> I can't recommend that enough. Yeah. I did that once and it was it felt great. I, I was quit, not good at the job. I quit a lot of jobs. I'm bad <laughs> uh, still waiting to find that one I, I can really nail. But yeah, like I think it did feel like it was stuck on almost because it didn't seem like their real philosophy. It seemed like they just wanted to surf and have fun. And then there's sort of this uh, speech that Swayze yeah. gives of like, listen, man, we're trying to, you know, free all these corpses. You know, show people that they're, you know, what it means to really be alive. Really be alive you know, and be free. And, they, and they're in and their, their metal coffins on the freeway. And like, okay, you know, he's right. But uh, like, your method is to rob banks? Like, Yeah, like, how how is that getting the word out? Right. Uh, and like that's fine to have sure. that as like your villain is like tr- you know contorting himself into mental pretzels yeah. to to excuse this that's totally fine but it that does add to the like feeling of a 70s hangover here yeah. 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 And, you know, I think it's something I never saw the remake, the Point Break remake that came out in like 2015 or Mm -hmm. something. I hear it's very bad. You know, I think it'd be kind of interesting if you wanted to revisit this kind of story and have a character like that. It's once again relevant for just everyone's general attitudes of like, oh, everything's fucked and we're still having these jobs. I still have to send emails. right, Right. Like everything's on fire. I don't want to send an email. But like, yeah, at the time, it just felt a little... It feels like it was just tacked on. Like, remember hippies? Yeah. What if hippies robbed banks? And, like, they were... I guess surfing culture is sort of the... The, the sort of, like, vestigial tale, almost, yeah. Yeah. of of the counterculture movement. And I don't know what the hell has happened to it since. That's actually a Because good it's question. now been 30 years. This movie is 31 years old. Oh, dear. Why don't you shut the fuck up? I know. (laughs) That's, I didn't really think about that until I just did the math right now. Don't Uh, love it. So the casting on this is, you've got, I think, you know, a limitation, working within his limitations, Keanu has the charm and that's Mm -hmm. great. Busey is like unexpectedly fantastic. Maybe his best role, I think. 
I, I guess I haven't really seen too much Gary Busey in my, you know, film watching time on this earth. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching I'm with Busey on Comedy Central. Oh, well, sure. It was weird. Weird era for Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah, there was that. But anyway, he's great in this. Uh, Swayze, as as mentioned before, is unbelievably magnetic and and just just kind of megawatt charm in this. But everyone else, like, uh, I didn't recognize Anthony Kiedis in this, but yeah. you did. Yeah, I was thinking, like, it's fun how if you were making a movie in the 90s in L.A. and you just needed, like, a dirt bag for a few <laughs> Some lines. Some sleazoid. It was, like, either call up Flea or Anthony Kiedis. Just, just call <laughs> they were up, just bumming around. They didn't have anything better to yeah, do. Yeah, call up the Chili Peppers uh, and manager see, and be see like, if hey, wants to hang out. You guys not on tour. You got a few like days to spare. You want to come to the beach? Yeah, and if Flea wasn't available, then Anthony would be like, yeah, all right. Okay. I'll hop in there. It's like, all right. So, yeah, like, I don't know. They always just keep popping up and shit, and that's, that's fun. It's it always good fun. to see him. And like, you know, so it was uh, Sharon Bialy? Sharon, I believe it's pronounced Bialy. I'm actually not sure. I mean, she did the cat. She was the casting director for this. And if you've watched anything on television in the last, I don't know, what, 20 uh, or 30, 30 years? 30 years. Like, I mean, she, she does everything. She'd done a lot of movies, but her real specialty has been television. Uh, I just finished finally watching Better Call Saul. She was the casting director for that, as well as Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, The Handmaid's Tale. Barry. Dead to Me, The New Perry Mason. It's just, it's absolutely everything. So uh, props to her and I guess her people, because there's no way she's doing literally all of this. No, I'm I'm sure she's part. I'm sure there are like other people involved, but like she is... Maybe the biggest casting director, at least in television right yeah. now. She is just everywhere. It's everywhere and very good. Very good. It works out like yeah. I, I, seldom do I go like. Eh. I believe she actually is also, she has played a casting director on like Curb. Oh, and, that's fun. And Barry. That's very fun. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. But yeah, she was a casting director and we saw her name. I was like, ah, oh. oh, she's just a name that you probably have seen on your TV at least, I don't know, once a year. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Uh, also worth pointing out, I think uh, that this Puts Keanu in our three timers club. Ooh, this is this is episode twenty seven, so uh, we have three three timers. Yeah, the, this is like how SNL has the five timers, uh, like Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. I don't know other people, but yeah, Bill Murray maybe I don't know. No, probably not Bill Murray. I don't think he ever went back. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he can now join the ranks of. Will Smith and Sam Neill. Sam Neill, unexpected, like right? frequent, frequent appearer on this. Yeah, a lot of two timers, but not as many three timers <laughs> as you would expect. A lot of two timers. That's mm. funny. Uh, but yeah, so congrats, 
uh, to Keanu for notching this another. This is the, the greatest honor in his career, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Absolutely. Uh, another big win for him. Uh, the other movies that we have covered on this podcast of his are, of course, Speed mm-hmm. and The Matrix. Yeah. But yeah, congrats to Keanu. Uh, we'll send the champagne. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll contact I'm your sure agent. That. Yeah. Um, he did. He just popped up on the internet recently of like he ran into some people at a like at a bar and they were having their wedding and they invited him and he just went. No kidding. Yeah, apparently. Okay, we got to like do like a vow re- renewal ceremony <laughs> and see if we can get hey. Keanu to show up. Like, hey, man. What's up, dude? Oh, what's up? But yeah, he was like wearing a t-shirt and he ran upstairs and got a suit coat and then ran back down and was like in the, or not in the wedding, but, but like, like uh, yeah, a, you know, attended. Wedding. Oh, that's nice. That's just cute. You know, that's, I feel like that was the kind of story you heard like 10 years ago. I remember like Bill Murray shows Bill up Murray, to Bro- yeah, Brooklyn yeah. party, but like Keanu also would kind of just show he up and do things. pop up and. It's nice that he's still doing that. That's one of those like, oh, fun. I, good right? for everybody involved. Tom Hanks was another one who would occasionally just like pop up in somebody's like the background of somebody's photos That's giving like a fantastic. thumbs up or something. So anyway, uh, you know, pro Keanu podcast. Oh, here. yeah, it is. Although he does make uh, I mean, this is his character, but he does make everything in this movie worse. So his character, like we <laughs> said, both the, him and Busey, like their characters are not good FBI They're agents. not good FBI agents. And again, that's not like a knock on the movie. That's like the point of the right. movie, the point break of the movie. Oh. Um, but uh, I didn't realize this until you said it, Steve. But like if Keanu was not around, like everything would have been fine. No one would have died. Right, most likely. So the movie ends with them doing one last bank robbery. Mm -hmm. And they've captured uh, Johnny Utah and forced him to be involved in the robbery. And things go awry, and there's an off-duty cop there who gets an itchy trigger finger and starts firing in the bank. Instead of simply... And like, you know, really, the... the problem here is that cop right like because he's like he's down on the ground and he and like the security guard are arguing and the security guard's like dude no no don't just don't i'm do not anything. gonna back you up he's like i'm doing it i'm doing it which is actually very true to it life. is very very copy very yeah. like and like you know it is his own fault he's fucking dead like yeah. all you had to do was just let these people take the money you aren't going to suffer man right it's it's insured. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's him against like six guys, dude. What are you doing? So you can't say for sure that nothing would have happened and nobody would have died because that cop still would have been there. But, but you can argue that Bodie was kind of showboating. He was showing off for Johnny Utah. Mm-hmm. And because like they go into the vault. Bodhi sends his guys into the vault, which they never do. They never do. That's the whole... They set that up real nicely at the beginning where the ex-presidents are in and out in 90 seconds, and that's like the secret to their success. Yeah, it's smash and grab very fast. No violence. No one gets hurt. Before anyone can kind of even really figure out what's going on, they're in and out. Uh, And this time, they dilly-dally. They go for the vault. Yep. And sure enough, somebody gets an itchy trigger finger and starts firing. Someone tries to play a hero. Yep. And uh, people die. And then more people die. Like a lot (laughs) of people end up dying. Um, And you could argue that like, you know, if Johnny Utah had just not been there, they would have gone in, done their 90 second smash and grab, been on their way. 
yep, they, the bank would have lost some money, but no one would have died. Nope. So yeah, you know. Mm, something to chew on. Yeah. <laughs> the act of observation inherently changes the outcome. Oh, I feel like someone should, you know, uh, codify that in maybe a scientific principle i don't of some think it's kind. necessary no no let's no, not no. worry about yeah. it uh so yeah that's just sort of wrapping it up in a neat little package <laughs> it is like oh well how do we feel about the lone woman in this movie how do we feel about tyler tyler that classic lady name i i do really wonder if there was some version of this script where tyler was a guy was a dude not that, like, not I like doubt a, the romance angle was there at no, any point. definitely not, because it's Not in 90, you know. 91? 91. Yeah. No. But yeah, it, it does feel that way. And, like, the actress is, is great. I think the character's fine. I actually kind of like her, her character. She's not too bad. Yeah. As like, far as, like, one of the guy's girl characters yeah. are, it's actually not, no, it's not terrible. You get a good sense of who she is and her character, and, like, she's got an inner life and kind of an agency, and on. she's a lot, like, she gets to be really fucking mad when she yep. figures out that, like, Johnny Utah, which is an amazing name, uh, has been lying to her. Um, and like the 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 big unforgivable lie for her is like he's lied about his parents being killed in, killed a, car in a car accident, in, which he lied about in order to get close to her because her parents died in a plane crash, which is like very traumatic. Yeah, what a shitty thing to do. Yeah. And like she, you know, the movie is not like, oh, women like. No. No, it's like, yeah. She teaches him to surf. She saves him when he tries and fucks up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just seems like kind of a, a normal person. Yeah. yeah, she's one of the guys, but she's still a woman doing her thing. Yeah. Uh, and she is, you know, she's a damsel in distress at the end. Uh, Inclu- complete with, like, fucking white nightgown. She's yeah, so I'm assuming white she was, like, kidnapped from her bed is kind of what they're saying there. But that is a little, like, mm. hmm. So that part, I guess, is a little tropey, but overall, I think it's a pretty good character. I think it's like something that maybe if it hadn't been a woman directing would have not been as good. Yeah. Imagine if like this were like Michael Bay or something. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. I actually, <laughs> why did I say that? I don't imagine that. So yeah, I don't know, like solid overall. And like <laughs> that actually did remind me though, speaking of Johnny being bad at his job, so it's worth pointing out that Johnny Utah is going undercover into this group of surfer bank robbers, and he just uses his real name. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> is that? Like, you know, Google wasn't around at the time, so probably nowadays if the star quarterback at uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State goes on to be an FBI agent, you would probably be able to easily figure that yeah. out. So, okay, it is a little bit more difficult, but I don't know, dude. Maybe don't mention that you're the star quarterback of Ohio State. I do wonder if maybe it was one of those things where, like, because Ohio State has been, like, such a big football program forever that, like, it it actually, like, he had to use his name because people do know what he looked like because he only emerged like it was only a couple years before that he had taken them to the Rose Bowl which is like a big deal in Southern California they beat SC so like people are paying attention including Bodie who recognizes him right like like, you're Johnny so I guess it is kind of crazy though that the that the FBI was not like 
you can't go undercover in Southern California a couple years after right. you played USC. In the Rose Bowl. Like, no. Like, what? No, no. Like, everyone, you're famous. Yeah, it's pretty. Like, not only are you famous, you have, like, a football name. Like, <laughs> you know. Somebody even says, like, Johnny Unitas or whatever. Yeah, Which exactly. is clearly what the name is based off Obviously. of. Obviously. And, like, yeah, that's an interesting choice for a guy to send undercover. Like, Especially considering, like, John C. McGinley knows that he's, like, this is his first case, and you paired him up with, like, your loose cannon fuck-up. It's sort of like, hello, Tim Tebow, we're sending you deep undercover. <laughs> oh, my God. He would also be bad. Oh, he'd be so fucking bad. <laughs> he would also be really bad. It is. It is like Tim Tebow undercover. Yeah. That yeah. is kind of crazy. But I guess, like... You know, there isn't like a an ad in the paper when you join the FBI, right. I guess. Like yeah. you can technically, that's the part that you can obscure, I guess. Yeah, they don't like go out and announce it, but it is kind of funny to just be like, uh, yeah, this is the guy we want to go undercover is the, the really famous guy who just was here a couple of years ago being super famous and beating the local college. <laughs> seems seems like... Maybe the whole FBI is bad at its job. Whoa, hot take. Makes you think. Mm. This movie has an unexpectedly great chase scene, too. It's not like, you know, your kind of traditional car chase that you think of as being incredible, amazing, etc. It's basically just in like a fucking L.A. County shopping center. Yeah. But that's why I love it. It's the... The car chase where Johnny Utah and, and... Gary Busey have fucked up and like, you know, drop the ball watching these guys rob a bank. So they have to chase after them. And they basically enter like a, you know, one of those giant shopping center parking lots and are careening around. And like, it's just fun and it feels like this local texture. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the thieves and the cops or the FBI agents are all kind of bad at it. Like they're crashing into each other. Yeah. They're crashing into other it's, stuff. It's not very high speed. No, they're all just kind of... Because you can't. They're in these giant old cars these that old are just Buicks not and shit, very like... good. And it's also like, uh, it leads to a, a great foot chase. Yeah. Uh, which is a very famous, you know, kind of sequence in, in action cinema. And it holds up. Like, they're running just through all these people's backyards. It's so good. Uh, Patrick Swayze throws a pit bull at Keanu. <gasps> I, so good. So I don't know how I... I'm sure that became a meme at some point. I don't know. I don't how know has that not it. become a meme? Right? It's so good. It's so like, what the fuck? Holy shit. Well, and also it's uh, that car chase and subsequent foot chase... Uh, is the result of them fucking up some more. Like, mm-hmm. Gary Busey and Keanu have this stakeout outside the bank. Don't tell anyone else at the FBI. It's just the two of them. Busey's reading, like, Kelvin and Hobbes. Yeah, he's reading the funny papers. And then he sends Keanu out to get some sandwiches. And, like, they're just, like, you're not staking out the bank. You're just kind of... You're just dicking, dicking around. around. And then, sure enough, they... All pull up, run into the bank, and neither of them notice. And it's very funny. It's very funny. And again, funny. it's clearly intentional on the movie's part. Yeah. And like, I, I really like that. But yeah, and if all these chuckle fucks have to do is just quietly follow the ex-president's car. and See where ra- they go. See where they go. Call the 
cops. Yeah. Like the bring in some backup. The... They know the car that they are currently in and you can get like local units to to stop them. You could get, oh, I don't know, what's a thing in LA that is relentless and constant? A helicopter. There is literally a police helicopter circling over our apartment as we speak. Yeah, I don't know. You probably can't hear it, but uh, if you can, it's uh, the Glendale PD, probably because of all those crimes I did earlier today. Yep, all these crimes, Sorry all this that. stuff that's just happening in suburban in Glendale. The valley, in the fucking valley. So, yeah, it's uh, just adding a little local color for this <laughs> podcast. But, yeah, they don't they don't call in backup. They don't just quietly follow the car and see where they're going. Which, like, that's 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 the no. move. That's the move. Johnny Utah jumps out of the car, and fires. And starts shooting into, indiscriminately. Like, indiscriminately into a public street. Also, like... It's his face. Like, he's an undercover cop, and he's just like, here I am. Here I'm I am. Johnny Utah firing a gun at you guys. So now they know that he's a fed. Yep. Because uh, he has a hunch that it's these guys, that it's the, you know, it's Patrick Swayze. So, like, he just blows his cover to maybe fire, you know, to hit one of them, yeah. which he doesn't even do. And then, uh, then just goes home. And hangs These out guys in his apartment. know where he lives. And sure enough, they show up, and and then the rest of the movie mm-hmm. happens. But it is like, man, you're really fucking bad at you're this. You're really bad at this. And like, dudes, dudes, twenty five, mm-hmm. fresh out of Quantico. Like, yeah, the arrogant. I can see not just fresh out of Quantico, but also like again, the quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes who led the team to victory against SC in the fucking Rose Bowl. You're a pretty arrogant son of a bitch. Yeah, and like does. we do see that earlier in the movie. So none of this is out of character. No. But it is like, come on, man. Like, Jesus. You know, you're, yeah, it, it fits the character wonderfully. And it's very funny. And like, you know, the movie happens because of it. So that's all well and good. It's great. But uh, it is very funny to be like, dude, just, I would. <laughs> just follow the car. Just follow the car. Come on. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's so much fun. It's great. Like, uh, I think this will come out, like, on Labor Day, this the, uh, this oh, okay. episode. So, great way to close out the summer. I don't know where everyone else listening lives, but, it, it like, we're supposed to get, like, a week-long... 100 degrees. Just 100 degrees for, like, an entire week. At least. It's literally 100 degrees until it stops forecasting. Yeah. So it could be longer. It could be longer. So, like, summer is still in full swing here, and we'll probably be still in full swing wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and just kind of cap off the summer with this. It's currently on HBO Max. It's, like, a genuine joy. I know that, like, this is another one of those that got, like, reamed in critical reviews. Yeah, I do think Edgar Wright helped rejuvenate this movie's reputation with Hot Fuzz Mm. because it's one of, like, two movies that is referenced constantly throughout it uh, by Nick Frost in particular. And I think people kind of revisited it after that. And uh, for good reason. Like, it's fun. Like, yeah, it's, it's... dumb but it feels intentionally dumb in a way like the characters are kind of dumb yeah but all as far as storytelling goes it all makes sense like it's it's really well structured i say dumb but like it's a smart movie in how it was structured it's a smart action movie yeah um but it's not a pretentiously smart action movie yeah like 
so many movies, including even the Fast and Furious movies, are so just all plot and, mm-hmm. and like... Or like really either self-referential yeah. or like sort of sending up the genre or attempting to wink at the genre. This yep. is just straight up just, act, fun action and like... Yeah, it's not overly self-aware or anything. No, it's, yeah, it's genre unapologetically. Yeah, yeah, and that's why it works. That is something I I do really, truly hate, and I thought we would have moved beyond by now because it felt like it started kind of in the late 2010s or mid, even early 2010s Mm -hmm. of a lot of, like, horror movies and action movies having that wink at the camera kind of moment that, like... Well, that just happened mm-hmm. kind of stuff. The Disney live action, like, oh, well, here's us fixing our mistakes from the last, you Not know. Not just fixing our mistakes, but like pulling in characters like the Jurassic World movies, pulling in old characters oh, from the original movie and like, or just winking at the camera being like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, the Marvel movies are always talking about like, oh, that's crazy that a that would even happen that way. It's like, I don't know, man, you got the Hulk. Like, just own it. Just own it. Just have people be cool with it. We don't have to look into the camera and be like, the absurdity of this, huh? Like, Right? Like, oh, bank robbers with president masks. Ugh. It's like, no, it's just, that's just their thing. That's just what's happening. And that's what this movie does. There's no winking at the camera. There's no self-referential stuff. It's just some good, clean fun. That's like, it's... It still has a lightness and a sense of humor. It's not... It's very funny. It's very funny. Like, so it's not just some kind of slog, but like it doesn't rely on making fun of itself as a source of humor. Yeah. Like, can we, can we, can we start doing that more, please? The humor just comes from the characters and the situations and it's just... It feels organic. Uh, right. Like, and like it's, there's humor, but it's not like a laugh out loud. It's not an action No, comedy. no. It's not like Jackie Chan. No, but like Gary Busey is funny. Really fucking funny. Uh, and kind of an interesting tie in here. It reminds me a little bit of uh, James Cameron's True Lies, where Tom Arnold is kind of the Gary Busey of that mm. movie. And for both Busey and Arnold, there were neither of them were people I ever cared much about or thought much about as like great actors great characters but they both nail it in those roles Mm -hmm. like Busey nails it in this Arnold nails it in True Lies and like it's because it just feels like it's funny but it's not trying so Mm -hmm. hard there isn't flop sweat yeah it's just like no this is just generally funny like these guys are just for whatever reason they're nailing it this time and I don't know if like Cameron looked at Bigelow's work, right? And was like, "Oh yeah, we need like a guy like that." Although little, t- oh, I guess like Terminator Two was nine. Was that ninety? Uh, ninety-one. No, okay, so like around the same time, like Cameron does have a sense of humor. Oh, I'm not saying in he didn't himself. before that, or like yeah, yeah. like you know, like uh, the best little thing I can think of is like. In T2, when Robert Patrick looks at the metal mannequin Mm -hmm. and when the fucking gun clangs against, you know, just understated little comedic moments like that. Yeah, little moments that aren't just hitting you over the head with like, look how funny this is. Look how Uh, ridiculous this is. Wow, isn't this crazy? It's like, oh, the gun isn't liquid metal. And oh, that's just a fun little moment. 
I don't know. Yeah, like more of that. I would yeah. like to just to be like humor originating organically from the si- yeah. situation. I uh, wonder, I am curious. We probably should have watched uh, the 2015 Point Break, but it's the end of the summer and... It's very hot. We're recording this like not too long before it has to be up so like you know the editing process has to like we gotta it's just not gonna happen it's Um, also supposed to be really bad that's like i i would have been interested to see like did they completely drain it of the lightness and the and the fun because it kind of sounds like they did i mean 2015 was peak doing that like redoing same with like the mummy the 2017 mummy remake was just no fun at all. Well, and what was weird about that was they tried some humor. Like, there were some little moments where they were clearly trying mm-hmm. to have something funny happen. And it they looked... cast Jake Johnson, for Christ's sake. And, you know, I've been pretty vocal that I like Tom Cruise as a, as a performer. But, boy, he biffed it in that one. That was just wrong in every capacity. Mm-hmm. And they tried to make him funny. And Mm-mm. it's like, no, no, no. He's the object of. Yeah. Like, other, you get other people to be funny around mm-hmm. him. So, you know, for Mission Impossible, you get Simon Pegg. And yeah. he's funny around. Around Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Uh, and yeah, like they had Jake Johnson in, in that one. He should have been funny around Tom around Cruise. Around Tom Cruise. But it didn't, he wasn't. It didn't he really work. Because nothing about it was funny. That was yeah. the problem. Yeah. But yeah, that was also that era. Like you had the remake of Total Recall. You had the remake oh, of this. Oh God, right. Uh, yeah, I think that is part of the reason that uh, like, even if we had the time to watch the 2015 Point Break, it's just we've been so burned. Yeah by Total Recall, The Mummy, like all those remakes are just like, oh man, why are we doing this? Yeah, it's not even that they're like not as good as the original or just like, oh, I have nostalgia for the original and that's why I like it more. It's like they're actively bad movies in their own right. Even if you know nothing about the original, this is the only version you've seen. Like I'm pretty sure- You would not like either of those. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I only watched the 2015 Total Recall or 2012, whatever, Whichever year. Uh, if that's all I had seen, I'd never seen the original. I still wouldn't be like, Ugh, that I movie would not ruled. like that movie. It's no, it was boring. It was it was boring and discombobulated and, and like yeah, gray. nothing actually made any sense. Like I didn't yeah. know what the stakes were, what people were, like what we were doing there really. Right. So I, I yeah, I'm kind of glad we didn't bother yeah. with the Point Break remake. I, I've never heard anything good about it. You know, there's some. Sometimes you'll hear sort of apologists or contrarians be like, actually, it's really interesting what they did with bleh. I've never heard that for the new Point Break. So I don't, I think it's fine. I don't think there's anything to really explore. We would have watched it and been like, yeah, I don't know. Fucking sucked. Would have added like some length to this episode, I guess. Sure. But Which uh, can, can n- be handy, but not interesting. No one wants length. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your commute's almost up. So right. like, you don't need, you don't need it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, with that, I think, <laughs> so just watch... Watch Point Break, the original. It's and, good. Yeah, whenever you listen to this, Point Break seems like one that bounces around the streamers a it lot. It disappears quite frequently. Yeah. So, you know. As of recording, it's on HBO Max, but I've pretty, I know I've seen it on Netflix. I think I saw it on Amazon Prime once. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I would say, like, buy this necessarily. Maybe if you're, like, you could probably know, get give it, it a pretty, try. Get it used. It's probably pretty cheap on, like, DVD or Blu ray. Yeah. You know, if, if you're into it, 
if it's been a while since you've right, seen it. Right, and you it. can get it for a few bucks. Yeah, you could probably get it uh, pretty pretty easily. So I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't say no. But it also it bounces around, but it's usually somewhere. Mm. So if you just want to check it out again, you haven't decided if you want to buy it, find it on whatever streaming platform it is on. Yep. At the moment. And until then, hang hang ten, surfs up, bruh, bruh.